You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Doing dramatic snapping to the song. Hey, you're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice. Local news and talk. Christopher Simone, Matthew, eight. SQ had a great hour with Dr. D. Filippo. If you missed the first hour, uh, we went over the Inc. Uh, Inc. Magazine's 166 top companies in the Southwest based on uh, growth in the last 24 months. And only two companies from Pima County made it. One was Paradigm, who's living fat on the COVID testing dollar. And we also once said, well, someone at work who works at Pima County said, hey, check out the Paradigm donations to some of the soups. So we looked at uh, Rex Scott got $7,000 from uh, from those folks, 4000 from the owner of it, Ethan. And then Sharon got 3000 well, 4000 from them. So, so far there, I mean, it's the best $11,000 they ever spent in their lives. I just love that they don't even hide it. It's like, oh, man, we're going to get these fat contracts for t- uh, millions and millions of dollars, and we don't have to hide the fact that we're stroking checks for the people that we want to vote yes on our deal. I mean can't even beat it i mean it's the best it's the best um let's go right to the phones the blue chip planning headquarters it survived the big snowstorm of marana last week it's our good friend my brother joseph de simone joseph good morning great to be on brother chris Yes, we pull out all the stops to survive the, the <laughs> blizzard of 23. Just don't pull out all the saguaros for a golf tournament. Oh. Yeah, I, I saw that. I, I said, what were they thinking? I mean, I, I can't believe they did that. Look, this is a Saudi golf tournament, right? They're gonna hand. They're gonna hand somebody easy. Well, what do you what do you want for the saguaro? What do you want from the saguaros? Huh? I'll give you. I'll give you 30 G's a saguaro. Okay, how about 30? Right. I'm going back into Brooklyn mode. Um, they don't care. Those, those this, that, that live golf tournament is burning money like you would never believe. I mean, they make Tony Montana look like some sort of frugal business person. I tell you what, it'd be the place to hang out and check out. It'd well, be interesting who comes to it. Well, they have top golfer kind of people coming between, you know, the Phil Mickelsons and other folks. Supposed to be some a good selection of golfers. I don't see any marketing for this again. Just like the Colaguard happened, the senior tournament. Uh, yep. I didn't see any marketing for that. I don't see any marketing for this either. So, I guess maybe they just want the backdrop of how cool the gallery is going to look like on, uh, you know, look like. Don't know. So we shall see. What'd you well, do? You have th- to come up here, and, and I'll, I'll buy you a beer, and we'll check out the golf and see how many cactuses they stole. Well, hopefully, you can afford a uh, small beer at uh, eighteen dollars a pop at the Live Golf Tournament. But I'll take you up on that eighteen dollar beer. You're a good man. <laughs> He's a good man. I looked into his eyes. Good man. Good man. <laughs> uh, did you have a good time with your horses this weekend? I sure did. I got the frost off them, and. Uh, <laughs> Got their hooves cleaned and got their attitude straightened out, you know, because, you know, a few days with that cold weather and they're kind of cramped, you know, they kind of, you don't go out, they're ready to, they're ready to fly, you know, and at my age, I'm not looking to get hurt, so I kind of let them do their thing and 
<laughs> in the round ten, and then I get back to them, and and they were we were just fine, you know, we were just gliding over the the this dirt and sand um, over the weekend. Well, well needed workout for both of them. There's no human I know who takes care of his horses and their living environment more than Brother Joe. He they <laughs> they they have the Cadillac of dirt feed. <laughs> You know, at his previous place where he was renting a little pen, the tenant improvements that he did on his own uh, lifted the, uh, the, the I would say, lifted the uh, value of the ranch by at least uh, 7%. And you, well, you know, those, those improvements were during COVID, so I had plenty of time to put up fences for miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's you couldn't true. talk to nobody. You couldn't see nobody, so I just was out there. We've had some of our best blue chip planning meetings at that corral. <laughs> yeah, nice and yeah, peaceful. Just, nice and peaceful. Nope, nobody around. <laughs> um, so what's going on out there, Joe? What do you what are you seeing? Let's. Uh, you want to start politics? You want to? What do you want to do? You want to do politics? You want to do some economics? What do you want to do to today? Your choice. Well, you know, politics and economics. They really are becoming, they're merging as one. Um, I mean, this year, too, I mean, it's, it's hard to get any real trends. You know, we, we were trend-following, obviously, in 2022 and, and had good, you know, solid results. But this year, this year is helter-skelter. It's, there's, it's trendless. You know, it's, it's just a bunch of, um, it's almost like politics. You know, they say one thing one day, say another thing another day. Um, a couple of articles I ran across, and I, I think that were interesting, especially kind of nails it down, what's what's going on. Market Watch did a great article, The Secret to Stock Success So Far in 2023, an unexpected $1 trillion liquidity boost by central banks. And it's interesting because we've heard so many times the Federal Reserve is raising rates and interest rates are going up and they're going to crash the world. But uh, this article is saying, is showing how an enormous amount of liquidity is still in the markets. That's on uh, Market Watch. And then the other article I have is from Smart Asset. Smart Asset's a pretty good site, has some good articles. And uh, right now, here with April 15th coming up, Age limits for IRA contributions. So, you know, right now with the new Secure Act 2.0, you know, there's no age limit on on contributions into an IRA. You just have to have earned income, and and a lot of people over 65, even 70, uh, have some kind of earned in, you know, working income, not investment income, but earned income from from a job, and. I think it's kind of exciting because, you know, whether you go Roth or traditional, you can put $6,500 away. So for the listeners out there, okay, so if you want to take this deduction for your 2022 taxes, you have till April 15th to open up an IRA. You can put $6,500 into an investment and take a tax deduction off your taxes. You can do it for yourself and your spouse. Some limits may apply, so talk to, you know, 
talk to your advisor like myself, and you know certainly get this approved by your accountant. Should be coordinated with your accountant. Now, if you're over fifty, we we know some people over fifty. You can put an extra thousand dollars in. It's called a catch-up provision, with a C, catch-up contribution of a thousand. So really, here's the neat thing, Chris. People over fifty potentially could put seven thousand five hundred dollars away each. You know, for mom and dad. So that's fifteen thousand dollars. You could deduct off your taxes for 2022. And, um, you know, we're running across some really solid IRA plans that have not lost money, that are working well, gaining interest for clients. And um, I think a lot of people overlook this really nice uh, deduction, especially as they get older. And they also forget it for their spouse. So, uh, Smart Asset had the article on that. And I think the other, the third item is that kind of fits into politics and economics. I I was floored. I was at really beautiful client's home um, two, three weeks ago. And one of the foundations of long-term care insurance by a major blue chip company for years that people held stock in, they still hold stock in it, um, this company had the number one long-term care policy. And I remember, Brother Chris, when it came out about, and I'm old enough to remember this, about 25 years ago, it, it was the hottest thing on the street. Uh, never got involved with the company. We were focused on other uh, insurance-based planning. But I ran across this couple. They're in their 80s. They may be listening. They're in their 80s, but they look like they're in their 60s. And they showed me that this number one um, long-term care insurance basically is having a friendly liquidation. I, I was floored that they were going to cut, not really, really cut their benefits. I mean, cut their benefits by at least 75%, you know, and you, you couldn't use them up fast enough. But they gave them a few dollars to, you know, they're giving a few dollars to everybody to just go away. And... Um, I think long-term care as people live longer and and how the problem is they don't have enough money in their retirement to to live long enough especially now with you know hold, taxes hold, and hold that thought for a sec it's 8:18 in the morning I want to continue this conversation cuz this is one of those discussions about what happens in your retirement that uh People don't talk about enough, I think, in relation to running out of money. How does long-term care play into this? So we'll do this when we come back. Now, my brother used to have some... Le He's the guy who introduced me to Leonard Skirted. I just want to tell you that. So, Leonard who? Lenny Skinny, as mom used to call him. Free bird, here we go. Wake up, Tucson. 1030 The Voice. Local news and talk. 8.23 in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson. David Gilmore's birthday today. And what I want to do, I want to finish this discussion with Brother Joe on not running out of money when you're, you know, because of long-term care situations or things like that. When I come back, we kind of started talking a little bit about kind of where politics meets business. And I want to run through with you guys. I'll, Joe, I'll, I'll, I'll email you the link so we, you can have it over the break. But uh, let's talk about what organizations and companies... Uh, are supporting both Republicans and Democrats into how much money. 
and you once you once you start going through the list, you'll you, you'll you'll see that a lot of companies don't care who who's in control of what. Uh, because right. the benefits will come their way. So we'll do that. But, Joe, you, I, I interrupted you with a commercial because, very interesting, because you talked about a, a couple that may be listening to the show right now uh, who's in their 80s, but they look very youthful, and uh, they bought a long-term care product 20, 25 years ago is when you said this thing first hit, right, this this product? Approximately. It was from one of America's brightest and boldest companies and. And anybody that was really into long-term care sold it and treasured it. Now, can is there any reason that you cannot share the name of such company? I can share it. I just didn't, you know, want to start trouble. Well, <laughs> well I, I know all the radio rules you have. Well, okay, so can here the, re- the company. The reason why I want you to say the company is we're going to have other listeners who might have the product, and when they hear you, they say maybe I should review what I have. So there's not any surprises coming up that I may not uh, treasure as we as the Tranio. So how they're not, not going to have any surprises because they already got the letter from the company, which was improved, approved by the insurance commissioner of, of Arizona. Okay, so this is not. You, you, what's the name of the company? General Electric. Interesting. GE. Remember GE, the blue, the bluest of the blue chip, the most wonderful diversified company that paid a dividend since the dawn of time. We bring good things to life. <laughs> Thank you, bring man. Good, <laughs> bring good things to life. And then when Jeff Immelt was the last CE, after he was handed off the company from, I want to say, Jack, he was just wonderful. He was one of the best CEOs. After it went to Jeff Immelt from the old times, the old time CEO, GE brought new things to light that were devastating to the company. And GE stock, I mean, has crashed. It's not a Dow 30 stock anymore, and it, it's it gone through restructuring and selling off. It's, it's kind of it's kind of a sad story. And, and this long-term care thing, is it's really perplexing. So... And, and so, so here's the thing, right? So these people, I can tell you, they bought it in their 60s, right? Yep. To prepare for their old age. And so now they're in their 80s. They're in good health. You know, they look like they're in their 60s. But if you're ever going to need long-term care, it's any time in the next five to ten years, right? And so all that planning uh, is, is gone. I mean, there is no planning. So they were paid a few dollars, you know, not a bad check, but you know, if you were if you were thinking, gee, I had five years of benefits of of you know covering five years of long term care, it, it's not happening, you know. And I would say in Tucson, you're looking at eighty to a hundred thousand dollars a year if you're in trouble. I mean, I don't know how you unless you go, you know, you get state aid. Um, that happens to a lot of people, right? The money ran out, and then they, they kick over to the state aid side of the world. And, and I've done enough hospital, nursing home, ministry, have seen these places, and, you know, you, you don't want to go there if you can help it. Um, but, so anyway, 
So what happens to all that planning? You know, two two people in their 80s. So I think what's happened with long-term care is what what happened, Chris, is that with the low interest rates, they couldn't generate any return off of traditional investments, and and the claims on these things skyrocketed. Have been enormous. Yep. And of course, health healthcare keeps going up, so they can't really juggle it. They really can't make any interest off the product. So what I'm seeing is really the alternative is is two things. You either got to buy it. Uh, it's called asset-based long-term care. Now, the newer companies are pricing the product better. I, I did get a, a long-term care for myself that kind of goes out there. It kind of gives you a cushion. I'm not putting my whole life on it, but it's that extra, you know, it's like reinsurance. It's that extra cushion, which was affordable at my age, very affordable. But we're seeing asset-based long-term care. So um, within your life insurance policy, um, what it will do is say, look, we're going to give you so much long-term care. You know, it's going to be guaranteed as part of the contract. You'll put, you know, you put fifty thousand in. You put a hundred thousand in, and, and and then you you know you have these benefits by by real companies that are traditionally been around for two hundred years. But here's the thing: if you don't need it, see, it always comes like, well, what if I don't need it? I spent all that money. If you don't need it, it's paid out as a death benefit. That's the beauty. Oh, of that's nice. What's called asset-based long-term care is that the guarantee, in my opinion, is stronger. But if you don't need it. It'll pass tax-free to your spouse or your children. So it's really, a, it's in a sense, a no-lose bet. All right, so we're going to break. 820, you want to, sorry, 600-7300 to call uh, Blue Chip Planning and find out more about it. That's right, 600-7307. Thank you very much. Check out bluechipplan.com. We'll finish this up. I want to get into, I sent you guys your links. Check them out on, uh, we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> Matt's looking at me. I'm like laughing my head off. Two reasons. So Sergio tags me on a uh, post about the uh, the boondoggle they're going to build next to Kino Stadium, and the guy who's in charge of it says it's going to be a seven billion billion dollar economic juggernaut. He says the J word. <laughs> oh my lord, oh lord. Uh, I don't know who, whose his investors are, but run like hell, baby. Run like hell. Uh, and then uh, I was laughing at a Babylon B where it's the Pfizer representative talking about how safe the shots are. And right when they get to the thing, he's, well, I'm boosted four times, and then he collapses. And then they, they dump up another spokesperson to continue. And then it happens like four times. They keep collapsing, and they keep putting up a new... Uh, Spokesperson. It's great. So yesterday, my buddy and I were joking about the Babylon B article where the soccer club apologizes for running up the score in a 2-1 game yeah. and during the 7-0 Liverpool game. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, you're on Sorry. wake. That's okay. <laughs> we're hanging out with Brother Joe, bluechipplan.com, 520-600-7307, 600-7307. Just wanted to finish up. So, Joe... For people who are listening who are worried about this running out of money, you mentioned the asset-based um, long-term care plan that if they don't use the benefit, it can it, it gets in, basically bumped into a tax-free death benefit, which is nice. What if you're uh, what if you're you're um, 
Is there a life benefit attached to it to begin with? What was the it's, question? Well, if the person... it The life benefit is designed to recapture your investment. Gotcha. It's not there to indemnify another some other need like gotcha, loss gotcha. of income. No, and, but it makes sense. I, I, I get it. So, and then... Uh, and then, of course, the other thing, uh, you, there also are life insurance policies that you have that you can access uh, death benefit earlier, correct, in relation to paying such things, a portion of it? You don't hear that enough, but they really have evolved to the fact that you can use the death benefit and the paid up or the, you know, the paid up insurance on top of it uh, because your insurance base can grow on some policies. So instead of using the death benefit to, to pass on, you can access, you know, you can access uh, most of the death benefit to offset, to help offset the cost of long-term care. Now, you won't see this, you know, on the term strategy. This is for people that say, look, I want to have this benefit in force. I, I want to leave it to a loved one. If, if I need it for long-term care, I, I have that extra help. Because we just don't know what what it costs to need long term care. You know, it, it's it's a moving target every year. Uh, again, there are various strategies that include maybe assets or things you have right now that you may not know about. So I really encourage you to call Joe up and set up a cup of coffee at five two zero six hundred seven three zero seven and check out bluechipplan.com. And so many people keep money like right now. They're sitting in the bank. It's doing nothing, right? Because you can't, still can't make money in the bank with the interest rates going up. And in case they need it, you know, in case I need it, I'm not going to make any interest. But it's safe in the bank unless I need it. So what you do is you transfer it out of there, which is making nothing. And, and whatever little it could make, it's taxed. And then you move it over to these asset-based plans by traditional companies. And that's a whole nother topic. We like traditional companies. You know, I, I saw your sheet you sent me, and what you're seeing, like GE and some of these other companies out there, private equity. Private equity is creeping into uh, the insurance industry. We don't like private equity, and, and that's a topic for a whole nother day. But, um, you know, the, the opportunity is, Instead of that money collecting dust in the credit union, and I know it's making nothing, and I know maybe you'll need it, you could just move it over and do a one-pay and have a traditional company been around 200 years. Um, make sure you don't get blown out the doors on long-term care. Nothing worse than being sick and, and needing help and, and having no money. There's nothing worse than being a ward of the state. And I would think the people that worked all their lives and had some sense of self-respect don't want to go down that path. So let's um, let's go through this list a little bit. We, we we mentioned earlier about the kind of where the private the, the the corporations in relation to covering either both sides of the street, and they don't mind. And certain companies will always mind if the Democrats are there for especially all the stimulus money that gets thrown out there like crazy. Uh, but <clears throat> we're going to go to the first one I sent you guys, which is the open secrets that says who's the biggest organization donors. Okay. And when you look at that, so I know, I know number one, some of you will go, Wah! right. Um, but it's, uh, it's the, uh, 
George Soros Fund Management <laughs> is number one. This is this is 21, 2021 and twenty twenty two years. So uh, George, a uh, hundred and twenty nine million dollars total contributions, and um, we had to Democrats. 129 million, zero to Republicans. I know you're in shock. Then the next one's the Uline Corporation, right? And I think Uline makes a variety of products. I know my um, a friend of mine uses Uline in his uh, in, in uh, one of his companies. Uline is 86 million dollars. 83 million goes to um, their shop, their shipping supplies janitorial material handling warehouse they're 83 million the democrats sorry 83 million to uh so let me do this again uh sorry they're four million to democrats 86 million to republicans <laughs> so but people who are covering both sides uh citadel llc does 69 million to republic democrats 72 to republicans uh, Home Depot is very similar in their numbers. They're a little bit more for Republicans, Home Depot. But Home Depot is, um, let's see, Home Depot is, uh, for just last year, they were <laughs> 57% Republican, 42% Democrat. Look at the American Federation of Teachers, Brother Chris. <laughs> Where I mean, look at it. They're number 29. Oh, I see them. So American Federation of Teachers was 93, uh, 19, million, 19 million to uh, Democrats, uh, 1.4 million to uh, Republicans. I can't believe they gave anything to Republicans. So um, Charles Schwab is in there. They're mostly to Republicans. They're number 31 on the list. The American Federation of State, County, Municipal Employees, as Bill and I have said for years, public sector unions shouldn't even exist. Um, but 17 million. Uh, what's the other one I saw here? Is that, I assume the Marcus Foundation's Bernie Marcus, I think. That's uh, 15 million, 14 million to Republicans. Um, thank God the Greater New York Hospital Association's in the top 30. <laughs> <laughs> this is for nationally. Nationally. Uh Blackstone Group, which you hear a lot about, uh, they are forty one million, but thirty eight million of the forty one goes to Republicans for Blackstone. So just un, un, to, sorry, Joe. Unlike their friends at BlackRock. Black, I don't see BlackRock here. Oh, though. that's true. Uh Thiel Capital did thirty two million. Um, $32 million to Republicans, uh, $2,000 to Democrats, $2 million to Democrats. Um, of course, I don't know how much money of his actually ended up in Blake Masters' fund. Didn't seem like much. Um, Not for the general election, at least. No, sir. <laughs> you buy the primary, you got to buy the general. <clears throat> Grover Norquist. You, thank you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, well, and so you take that, right? You take that corporate uh, support of both parties... Then you take the media side of it, right? So I already told you, right? How much did Pfizer blow on advertising, right? Oh, the pharmaceutical company. So pharmaceutical company in the last several years from uh, 2013 to 2021, they spent $7 billion on advertising. $7 billion. 
I mean, how, how many things that MSNBC, CNN, and Fox are brought to you by Pfizer? Plenty. So, the little guy's getting squeezed out, Brother Joe. More than ever. Well, there's, there's obviously a bigger agenda than the work of the people. Right. There's a much bigger agenda. And that's why this country is divided. And, and that's why, we're, we're, you know, you can't, you can't get a straight news story. It's very hard to find real news of, of, of factual what's going on in politics, in finance. Politics and finance have, have mingled together. You know, you look at this, the Bitcoin situation with uh, Sam Friedman, whatever his name is. Yep. Look at the money that was donated to the Democrats from this Bitcoin thing that imploded. So nothing, nothing is as it appears. Nothing is as it appears. And these hedge fund people, you know, they have a whole, in my opinion, they have a whole different set of information and access to markets that the average person doesn't. Uh, yes, we have mutual funds and people have been hanging on the ride, you know, since 2009. But but that government program is over. And, and so now only the, the strong survive. We're, we're not, in my opinion, we're in a limbo. We're in a limbo with markets. It's, it's, it's trendless. It's in limbo. It's precarious. Um, there's a lot of people hanging on to assets, hoping for the best and, um, I don't I don't know what information you make an intelligent decision on except hearsay. So it, it seems to be you can't be careful enough and um I know the Federal Reserve is meeting this week to tell us about the bond rates and the stock market and everything. But I mean, they're the perfect example. We get a different story. It seems we keep getting a different story. We get a different reaction to that every week. And I think it's harder and harder, unless you have contractual guarantees in your planning. I think products that are variable and are dependent on market conditions without guarantees, um, you're not going to be too happy at the end of 2023. <laughs> the, the Dow's not going to 60,000. All right, my friend. Well, good job as always. Great catching up with you on a Monday. And uh, keep up the good work. And uh, again, 600-7307, 600-7307. Set up a cup of coffee with Joe and find out, how, find out how to do this better. And, you know, great time. We have till April 15th to get those IRAs in uh, as well. So uh, always enjoy meeting the good people and uh making new friends. Thank you, Brother Chris. Have a blessed day. Take care, amigo. Brother Joe. This could be part of our Pliskin Acres. Uh, this could be part of our Pliskin Acres uh, playlist. You can you can fast forward a little bit. You won't hurt my feelings. A little bit of a buildup here on the live one. Uh, we're doing a little uh, David Gilmore's birthday. This is off the uh, Pulse album. A little uh, Pink Floyd. It's called Run Like Hell.
Wake up, Tucson. 10 third of the voice. Local news and talk. Uh, I'm looking at the the stats that this guy's throwing around for this. Uh, it's called Mosaic. This is the development next to Kino Stadium. Wait till I give you the some of the numbers that they're throwing around for impact. It's, I mean, I think Rick James said it best. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Wake up, Tucson. do 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 Eight fifty one in the morning, celebrating Chris Squire's birthday here on a Monday with a bunch of other good people. David Gilmore, Bob Wills, Mary Wells, Kiki D. We're doing it all. Murray Head's birthday today. I mean that's that's a poopoo. Very cerebral. So Sergio tagged me on this Facebook thing for this mosaic mosaic quarter is what they're going to call this thing next to Kino South. Is this a business or is this a business park or is this a specific company or what? It's a company that's going to develop it. He says all private. Okay. Which really makes no sense. <laughs> So it's gonna have a it's gonna have a sheet of ice for hockey. So supposedly the there, ice cats are playing there. I didn't know there was a lot of money. Wait a minute, <laughs> what? What? So the ice cats didn't, didn't an ice rink go belly up in this town over at Speedway and Cold? But it was run by Glassman. Oh, so okay, got it. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> that wasn't totally a setup. But. <laughs> it's me, Rodney. Come on, everyone. Bob Walkup and I are going to get in the convertible and take you go ice skating. <laughs> now, we're going to have a sheet of ice. We're going to have a big field house that's basically like a big indoor gym. Where's the part that makes money? That the Where's the $7 billion going to come from? <laughs> uh, and then it's going to have, I assume there's going to be restaurants and stuff in there. But supposedly still looking for the seven billion. <laughs> so here's I mean, here's so it says phase completed, phased completion twenty twenty five to twenty twenty seven. Okay. Seven bill billion billion B, like blowhard B. <laughs> right. Okay. They gonna mine copper there or what? <laughs> no, don't bring that up. Hold on. Huh? And then this is a, the amount of regional jobs it's going to create. Now, this is where the, the ice rink and the between, field house. So I the assume they think they're going to be some sort of center of tournament competitions. Like, we've never heard this before. So right? they're going to compete with the county. But they Well, it is the county in a way, right? Right. Um, so my thing is, of course, they're trying to build this little thing around... These, this, the, you're going to have these, they're, they're going to try to build like this critical mass of bars and restaurants, I assume, inside and, and amongst it. Okay, okay. And good on them. Okay. Now, here's the best part. If this thing really does get built, right? And we'll, I'll see it when, I'll, I'll see it when I believe it, right? The person who should be the number one pissed off thing that this is going on, and I'll say it in my country voice. Fletcher T. McCuska. Right? All that crap. 
And all that money that that guy has blown through on taxpayer dollars, some good, not so good, 160 Gs for celebrity chefs no one's ever heard of. Well, he's a celebrity in Las Vegas. Okay. Okay, Corleone. We'll play it your way, as the old senator said. Okay. Uh, Giving Patricia Schwabe $350,000 to convert a restaurant into a restaurant. I mean, for God's sakes, right? It's true. Right. So then we're going to take the Ice Cats and move their games from downtown down there. So you're taking foot traffic away from Rio Nuevo. Bingo. Correct. Correct. Okay. People that might eat at the restaurant that was converted into another restaurant. <laughs> Correct. With okay. our with our money. Now here's with our money. So I'm going to do the unfair thing to you again, Matthew. How many regional jobs, according to Mosaic Quarter, are going to be created with this thing? So if it's a press release, I'm going to say 5,000. That was the answer before. I'm going to give you one more guess. 10,000? 46,000. <laughs> Wait a minute. 46,000. So somebody thousand. wants to make an op-ed. <laughs> 46,000 regional jobs created by a sheet of ice, two two large gyms, and some restaurants in there. Again, Rick James, Chappelle Show, cocaine's a hell of a drug. I mean, who's buying this? I mean, does this guy have many rich uncles? I mean, does he have like seven rich uncles all sitting with an ex- You know, Jimmy, whatever your name is, I, you know, I got an extra $128 million just burning a hole in my pocket. I'm not going to use it. I'm going to be dead soon. Why don't you invest it at Kino and ITED? <laughs> Which, oh, let's go into the other failures of Kino and ITED. Before this, between... <laughs> The baseball park, the YMCA, the Sam Lena Park, everything they built there. I mean, crap, 15 years ago, they put $200 million into that corner, and they still can't get anyone to show up. I mean, look look at FC Tucson, all right? They're such a, they're such a wonderful support that the – think about this. The owner of FC Tucson has two teams, right? One here and one in – Rhode Island, okay? Soccer is such a loser here that he decided to change this team into the one that doesn't get paid money and put the assets towards the one in Rhode Island, okay? So I'm just telling you, can't make this crap up. This guy says building this next to Kino Stadium, which has been a black hole of money, is going to create a he said the he said the Edmund Marquez, Marquez loser line juggernaut a 7 billion dollar economic impact juggernaut and create 46 now, now think about that that's almost the population of Oral Valley in jobs tomorrow I'm going to run out of time so I just to tell you about tomorrow our friend Kim from IBE will be here talking about some great tax credits for private education. 
and Dr. Neil will be here to talk about drought and snow levels. That'll be absolutely fascinating radio, Dr. Neil. Brushfire, Sean, we have a minute. Good morning. I'm going to make it. Good morning from Northern Arizona, Chris, and to all the audience. I hope you're having a wonderful day. We're wonderful. As I told Maddie, I have not seen a homeless camp up here or a pothole. It's amazing. Very cold. But but we had a we had a nice rink. <laughs> it didn't make it. I, I don't want to point out the painfully obvious, but right there at Colbin Speedway, it's now the U.S. Department of you can't get a passport here. That's true. We That's... we had a nice rink. Remember, we, we we had one. It failed. Rodney Glassman ran that. If you know that. Into the ground. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all have a wonderful Monday. Happy first of the week from northern Arizona. It is so brisk and it's so clean. Visibility is about 22 miles, and it is gorgeous up here. Have a good glory of God Monday up there, my friend. God bless you, young man. Great show with Joe, by the way. Great show. Thanks, Love man. to hear that corporations throw like $20 billion and, and we we donate $10 and think we're going to make a change. Classic. <laughs> Keep the faith out there, everybody. Have a great day. Later, Shawnee. Uh, Dr. Uh, Doctor ESQ, thank you for a wonderful time. You are as ma- you gave good. You give good radio. Can't <laughs> wait to you. see Dr. Neil and Kim tomorrow. Wake up.